0: Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Jam-packed is not the word for it. This, I have... A list as long as my arm of stuff that is going to emerge the importance of what's happening in Minneapolis. Minneapolis is on fire. These are riots supposedly resulting from the video of the death of George Floyd. Trump is threatening to send in the National Guard. There's so much PSYOP fodder, so much, oh, did you know this is weird on Twitter? This thing is, it's, it's de- deep and broad. Let us try to unpack it all. Binkley, what's, what stood out the most for you on what has happened since last time we talked?
1: The escalation of these riots was something that I anticipated after Trump was reelected. Maybe they're starting it early. This reminds me of the Rodney King riots, Stacey Abrams' role in that, and it just seems so parallel. And... The lack elected. Of, uh, do when what? Trump
0: was elected, he said when Trump is
1: reelected,
0: when he is reelected, I, I, okay, yes. sorry, I didn't understand.
1: I expected Stacey Abrams to be the leader of something yes. similar to this. And maybe this is kind of signaling that it is going that way. I, I don't know. But there's a lot of things that really are crazy about this. It's roving bands of flash robs is what they're calling them, where they're organizing on social media, similar to how all other activists organized on social media and they're driving 20 cars at a time to go to these cities to rob people there's even a threat to Lennox Mall in Atlanta what bothers me the most is the racism presumption and how dangerous it is because what good comes of presuming without evidence that the worst possible explanation for the terrible thing that happened is definitely the answer what good comes from presuming racism maybe it is maybe it's not and if it's not and we're presuming it is and we're lighting the country on fire we are making a grave and dangerous mistake that's doing nothing for nobody
0: Tweep dean sent me a meme that encapsulates this it's kind of long, but I'd like to read it. Yeah. Okay. He says, th- the media wants, he he didn't write it, but he said this, I, I think this encapsulates it, Dean said. The media wants us divided. Don't let it happen. The media only shows when a white person kills a black person and makes it all about racism. If the media showed every act of police brutality on TV, your perception wouldn't be whites are killing blacks. This is racism. It would be, holy shit, the state and government is getting away with murdering and mistreating all of us. They keep the focus on the race to anger people about that and divide us further, because if they showed the full picture, we'd realize that we're all just as helpless as the innocent man killed on the TV. People are being divided to think along racial lines, and that will just facilitate further mistreatment of all of us, regardless of race. Don't let the main talking point be white versus black. It needs to be citizens versus corrupt government, and normally it's not relevant, but Dean is a black guy we know from Atlanta, and he he sees it exactly the same as we see it as a way to divide us from each other when we really should be banding together and seeing what they are doing to us, because we will all lose if we don't look at it for what it is.
1: Absolutely. To presume that this is by default racist means that you're presuming that every interaction that ends up tragic or ends up bad between a white police officer and an african-american is by default racist and that is insane to suggest that never under any circumstances could there be a non-racist act that results in tragedy because there absolutely can
0: I would go further and say that this whole thing is a way to get the Black Lives Matter movement on the one side, along with neo-Nazis or whatever they're saying that the anti-lockdown protesters are on the other, to all have these protests, all have things go crazy, things make it. I mean, they they would do martial law and shut everybody down for riots anyway. So now they just get to morph it or merge it with the lockdown stuff and blame everybody on both sides. Then people on both sides can say, no, it wasn't our fault. It was your fault. It wasn't. I mean, this is really weaponizing the race issue, yeah, in a way. And I hate to think about it as tra- I could understand somebody else's perspective. I absolutely do not, but it, 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 this is my perspective. I think this thing is all, is just, they're half having to bring in phase two and they just can't rely on people being afraid of the invisible monster anymore.
1: Yeah. It blows my mind the logic that people that I know who are smart people on social media are using. They're just default going on these rants about jim crow and white supremacy and this is just absolutely a case of this but it it, and it it baffles me because everybody can agree that this was a terrible act that the cops should be held responsible there should be an investigation it was horrible the police brutality they need to check their methods but if you do not also agree that this was purely a racially motivated act then you are a racist
0: who stands with the cops it's unbelievable Did you see what Van Jones said about Central Park, Karen? No. Oh, my gosh. This is everywhere. It's on the front page of newspapers. It's tweeted like crazy. He said, I'm not something to the effect of the Ku Klux Klan is nothing compared to the white liberal Hillary supporting woman who when she's under stress she's feeling fragile because of the lockdown she has a a virus in her brain that can be triggered a racist virus in her brain that can be triggered at any time because it's just living in there and she might as well have been educated by the aryan brotherhood so this is what he's saying and then i started thinking he 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 said she sees a black guy who gives her makes her feel slightly uncomfortable. And that's what she calls cops. And then I started thinking, what did that guy say to her when he was luring the dog over with the treats? So we know there was something that agitated her in the extreme. Did he say to her something like, oh, what are you going to do? Call the cops and say an African-American man is after you. Maybe You know what I mean? Because she said because she emphasized it repeatedly in a way that was weird
1: yeah yeah you're right? right so that happens i'm just yeah. saying Pro- They prompted with the questions yeah
0: yeah this this whole thing is really coming to a head from all directions with these videos with these memes and i racism aside let's just put the question of racism aside that they, they are using whatever is going on this stuff is being used as a weapon. Right. Race, you had the great point the other day. You said racism's never going to go away if you use it constantly as this weapon.
1: You'll never recognize when it's not racism if you presume everything is racist and you get people emotional and they stop thinking, here's the logic in presuming that this is absolutely racially motivated. It's just baffling logic if you were in to ask case, somebody. In which
0: case, you can't get past it. So why don't we just accept it and move on you know what i mean like what's the point of rioting yeah you know like why let's if, if that's what you think if that's really what you think what do you want us to do segregate like what is the answer
1: they don't have an answer that's part of the goalpost right, shifting right. with these movements is they yeah. promise people they get them outraged and they don't ever satisfy anything except their own you know bank accounts and their own political power the logic is this if you were to ask somebody why is this a racist act prove to me that you're certain that this was a racially motivated act that therefore justifies all of this aftermath which could lead to god knows what justify this to me the answer is this well the police officer was white and the victim was black that's the exactly. only logic and based on that logic not only is the cop who had his knee on the victim's neck a racist the other cops also are white nationalist racist Despite the fact that one of them is Asian and one of them is black. So you are saying that this black man is a white nationalist racist because his white coworker put his knee on, on, a, on a victim and ended up resulting in the death of that victim. Although we don't have the cause of death, he definitely contributed to it. It was a terrible act. But to say that it's racist by default does a disservice to the victim and to this entire country. And we'll never get over the racial tensions if we allow them to con us like this.
0: There are some weird PSYOP elements to this thing, though, and I will start with that guy, that white cop's name, which I yeah. noticed immediately. I should have mentioned it yesterday. His name is Chauvin, Chauvin, Yeah. C-H-A-U-V-I-N, right? Everybody knows what a chauvinist is, but usually say a male chauvinist pig. But a chauvinist is a person displaying exaggerated patriotism or uh, excessive or prejudiced loyalty or support for a particular group or cause. So it means Prejudice. This guy means a patriotic prejudice person. Yeah, that's what it means. And that is a weird sigh. I think there was also a report that they had had overlapping shifts as security guard at a nightclub as bouncers yep. so that they perhaps had interaction before. That's unclear.
1: It was she kind of backtracked a little bit. And it seemed this way in the, the original. The owner article. of the bar. Yeah, there's a ton of bouncers that work there, so it's possible to work there and have overlap and not know some of the other people. Is what it seems like based on her statement. She
0: she said she didn't think they knew each other, but there are many weird little sci-fi things going on here, including the AutoZone fire, which was the first fire I saw reported. There was a guy dressed exactly like a somebody who was reading George Soros's Color Revolution handbook, wearing black all from black from head to toe. All black. He was wearing a gas mask type mask. And bizarrely, I had no insight into this, but you did, carrying a black umbrella. This is the guy who supposedly started the fire. And we see this raw iPhone footage of that when during the Parkland shooting, we saw no iPhone footage at all. They covered it up immediately. So we are being allowed to see this. Why?
1: The black hammer thing, not black hammer, the black umbrella. He was also carrying a hammer was very interesting to me and the outfit. This guy had clearly done this before. The way that he walked to the windows and hammered them out. You know, it's not hard to figure out how to hammer out a window, but he did it with precision and intent. This was definitely his job was to go there and do that. And then he had some brief interaction with somebody and then kind of walked away. He was an instigator. It was a white guy. They, people were saying that it was a police officer on social media, but it was- Jacob Peterson- They came out and said it was not. There's all this misinformation about who is responsible for this stuff. That doesn't mean it wasn't a provocateur. It definitely was. But the black umbrella stuff has a lot of symbolism. Hong Kong protest in 2014 was symbolic. It was represented by a black umbrella. The JFK assassination. There's a mysterious umbrella man that when JFK drove by him, he popped his black umbrella up in the air, waved it around. And some people believe that that was a signal to somebody else. Other people believe that that was a dart that would shoot out of the umbrella to to make him feel numb. There are spy umbrellas. There's tons of spy umbrellas that shoot darts, shoot poisonous darts, that shoot bullets, that act as police batons, that act as weapons. Now, then there's also the possibility that this person, he's protested pl- plenty of times, done this before, and was doing it for debris and because cameras. he was blocking the sun out. Yeah, And cameras. And cameras, right. But there's a picture of his face. You can see his face pretty clearly.
0: Well, that was an iPhone, right? But I'm talking about surveillance cameras at the autos. Yeah, yeah, good point. So there, there is so much to that, and I'm sure that it wasn't lost on whoever oh. is allowing us to see it.
1: Yeah, sorry. And then the other representation of it goes all the way back to the 40s and 50s, or the 50s. It was a sign. It was a symbolically representing a protest that mocked people who appeased Hitler in Germany because I can't remember the name of the british guy who appeased hitler a little bit wanted to make a deal with hitler oh
0: yeah uh al- chamberlain he, yeah
1: he always carried a black umbrella so protesters and protest against him would carry that nice. black umbrella and wave it around antifa antifa yeah a lot of weird things going on with that
0: very interesting and the thing with jacob peterson show so so you had the chauvin guy wearing my make white great again hat Meh wasn't Jacob Peterson side by side with the guy in the mask up wasn't yeah so you're having all of this stuff emerge all of these facts not checked while Trump's facts are checked and then we get this executive order I don't want to get into that yet but we must get into that it is so so important it's so important but a few things I did want to read the what somebody sent me about the cop stuff it was an interesting he sent uh, he said a couple of things one is that this could be a way to get everybody to hate cops there's there's a couple of things about the cops that are going on right now there's tons and tons and tons of stuff that's making people focus on cops hate cops The government is actually acting like they're separate from the cops. Klobuchar, Senator Klobuchar, Trump is going to send in the National Guard if that mayor doesn't get it under control. So it's as if they are separating themselves from the cop as if the cop is a common enemy. Then you have the University of Minnesota saying we are discontinuing our relationship with the police force. We are not going to use them even for large events. So now... We're saying, don't call the cops. Don't use the cops. I mean, I'm an anarchist. I love it. I, I think the Second Amendment would be great. But I don't think that's how it's going to work. I think this is all about pushing up to federalism. I feel like Trump is completely violating the Tenth Amendment in every way. And the only people who would ever care are silenced because he's a Republican. So he's telling mayors, I'm going to send in law enforcement. and And this is, I think, the nationalization of the police from the Republican side because Obama couldn't get it done. And there might be more to it than this. But I feel like that's a big part of it.
1: People that I know were celebrating the executive order, which was a little bit surprising to me. <laughs> it's going to affect I, all social media networks. Gab did not support it.
0: I had thought that my initial thought when I saw this executive article uh, order is that It clearly, when it takes the liability protection away from the big guys and everybody, little guys aren't going to be able to protect themselves. So YouTube has 10,000 human censors. How many do you think Bitchute has? So when, or Gab, and I thought to myself, Gab should not like this. They probably like it, but they shouldn't. And they are going to be trolled by Trump himself. Trump is going to go there and say stuff and then some idiot another troll is going to go do something violent and gab will go the way of Gawker
1: you could be right about that you before we started the show you were wondering what gab's position was and I said oh they put out an article about it saying this is the headline of the article don't get excited about the white house's social media censorship executive order because it will affect them also and and if you have enough money to to fight every lawsuit that might come if you're responsible for something that everybody says on your platform, then you have all the money in the world basically. It's just not feasible. They're talking about how this order is dead on arrival, how it's not, you know, it's not going to go through. Trump says he's trying to push legislation through now and what he's Did you read it? I read most of it, I haven't. What the thing that it, the thing that I thought was most interesting about it was the section that focused wholly on China. China. Yes,
0: so I, I knew you were going to catch that. It first of all, the the first half of the executive order reads like an op-ed. Yeah, I've never seen I've read a lot of executive orders. I've never seen anything like that and that it did did focus a lot on China. And I found that very interesting. They I wondered if that's even what it was completely about. But I noticed
1: to that point that Pompeo has been on like a world tour, basically promoting China as the enemy, as the arch enemy.
0: And there's a, a dialectical element in that there's a huge amount of of. Focus on him being a jerk across media. That's all over the place. So the I did want to say one of the things he's doing with that executive order is he's suggesting model legislation for state attorneys general. So my guess is this stuff is such an egregious violation of the 10th Amendment or it because it attempts to clarify a congressional law. Well, it supersedes the law, but it is framed as attempting to clarify and what he identifies, which is true, actually, I think, is that the reason they were allowed limited ability to censor was to keep porn and and like kitty porn and stuff off the Internet. And that by going beyond that, they violated it and they lose their ability. But but to remove the liability protection from them is going to not cripple them. It's going to cripple their competitors and Trump will lead the way in getting those people shut down.
1: Yeah, he could very well lead the way to do that. And the tweet that you mentioned is the one that got censored almost immediately after, a couple hours after actually, where he said that he's going to send the military in. That was not blocked, but there was a warning that said that they, Twitter said that they normally would not allow this to go. It just falls under a special circumstance because he's promoting violence or something like that. And it was clearly a demonstration of this war or or. Maybe it's fake war. I don't know. Between Trump and Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah, I think it's a fake war because look what he's doing. He's he's saving Twitter from gab. That's what's going to happen. I mean, that has been the thing. So I did not realize this. I saw an article in The Washington Times today about a 2019 Trump rule that said visa applicants which There's like 14 million visa applicants to the United States. They have to unmask themselves across 20 social media platforms for five years and let the U.S. government look at their social media posts over the past five years. That's an existing.
1: Wow. I was
0: kind of flabbergasted by that. I hadn't even heard of that. And I just I wonder if that's going to play into the China thing at all. probably will that uh, i did want to read this thing getting back to the cop story can
1: we do it right after this word from our sponsor absolutely what's up guys with everything going on in the world right now it couldn't be a better time to grow your own food or if you're like me to learn how to grow your own food something that i've wanted to learn how to do for a long long time because i want to learn how to live a more sustainable lifestyle That's why I'm thrilled to have found Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, one of the most welcoming, friendly, and truly helpful places that I have ever been to in my life. They offer affordable, high-quality garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of, and they got it. And they got it at affordable prices that the big box stores cannot compete with. And the best part about it is that they're locally owned by a fantastic group of folks who are happy to answer any growing or planting questions that you may have. It's the kind of personalized customer service that a beginner like me needs. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Neighbors Feed and Seed. I would hang out there all the time if I could. They would have to kick me out, which they wouldn't do because they're too welcoming and friendly to do it. It's that kind of place, and you can feel it as soon as you walk through the door. So if you are in the Smyrna area, go to Neighbors Feed and Seed. I promise you, you will thank me later. Maybe I'll see you there in the meantime. You can check out their website at neighborsfeedandseed.com. That's neighborsfeedandseed.com. Or if you have any questions, give them a call at 678-653-8838. That's 678-653-8838. And make sure you tell them that the propaganda report sent you. I also want to say that the guys over at Neighbors have put together a special seed packet bundle for listeners that consists of a lot of non-GMO seeds, enough to start a mini farm, basically. And you can get that for $27.99, a price well below the typical price that you're going to find. And you can even get 10% more off of that if you use the discount code... Propaganda. And included in your package, you're going to get some instructions, you're going to get some sticker swag, and you're going to get a personal note included in every single order. So check that out. Coupon code Propaganda. They're doing e-commerce now. You're going to love it.
0: And a couple of administrative points for us, this is the last day or the last weekend to get into the patron of the truth level at $5. So if you want to be a patron, patrons do it now and make sure you're a $5 patron of the truth level because that level is going to go up to $7 on Monday. And if you want to advertise on the show, email us at thepropagandareportpodcast at gmail.com. And I want to get back to this officer thing, if you don't mind. So uh, CJ DM'd me and said that he has a he has somebody, a police officer friend who made a couple of comments to him that he shared with me, which I found interesting. He said, most people don't realize a great deal of time is spent in training on compliance and submission holds so you know what is both effective and safe. There is no chance whatsoever he was taught that at the academy or by his training officer. And I had read that this was a hold that was taught up to 2016 and that as soon as you achieve submission, you need to back off of that. He also pointed out that the guy having his hands in his pockets is absolutely unheard of. I don't know if that's true. The white
1: nationalist Asian police officer? Is that the one he's referring to?
0: The Chauvin guy.
1: Oh, Chauvin having his hands in his pocket. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought he was talking about the guy who was standing watch. There was three cops. Two, or two of them were holding the legs down. One had the knee on the neck, and the other was standing watch.
0: I think it's weird that the videos didn't show the, the cops' faces, too. Yeah. They were Facebook Live streaming it.
1: And you know there's more videos. You know there's more videos. Well, it's just the like the co- other
0: the, one. The... The cop cams were being reviewed by CNN, according to Don Lemon, two days ago or the day it happened. Remember, I said I brought it yesterday. And there's gaps in
1: them, too. You don't like you said, you don't see the full thing. You don't see the takedown. It's a narrative that they're pushing out just so they can form the opinions in people's heads and people take opposing sides. And then they'll release more information after everybody's already freaking decided.
0: Which will feed into a certain segment of the population who understands that they're being baited on the race stuff and they resent it. They've got their back against the wall, but they fall for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The training aspect of this is really what the focus should be in the police brutality, as opposed to racism, because that is where you can actually accomplish something in helping solve this problem is if you look into how they're trained, if you look into the techniques they're taught, when to use them, how to use them and how they are held accountable for using them correctly, then you can start to actually figure out a way to improve these situations. But when it's all focused on race and you don't really think about that, then this falls kind of under the rug.
0: Another thing before we moved on from that, sorry, is that so it looks like the Eric Garner scenario yeah. where he had his free cigarette. But it's also going to go to, uh, uh, I want to say, like, Gray was the guy's name. The guy with asthma and died in the ambulance. Remember that one? Yeah. Because I read, I think in Wikipedia, that, and you could see it in the video, the EMTs didn't perform CPR on him even though he wasn't breathing.
1: In that Freddie Gray case? No, in this one. I was wondering about that, if they tried to revive him.
0: Right, so I think it's going to go to the Freddie Gray thing, too. What happened in the ambulance?
1: There was no CPR performed.
0: That's what they said. They it certainly wasn't on the film. They should supposedly it was it, protocol would say. I don't know the protocols that it would be on the street right there. They they would do it on that hard ground or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you want to hear what's from the manual, the Minnesota Minneapolis Police Department manual? Yes, in regards to I the,
0: absolutely do. So
1: according to the manual, these officers are trained in two types of neck restraint techniques on a subject, but only officers that are trained in them can use them. One of them is called a conscious neck restraint, and it involves putting light pressure on the subject's neck with an arm or leg without cutting off their airway. And then the other one is called an unconscious neck restraint, which puts enough pressure on the subject to make them lose consciousness without killing them according to the manual. Wow. I know. But (laughs) – Both can only be conducted when a subject is resisting arrest per the policy, and the unconscious neck restraint is allowed only when subjects are aggressively resisting and can't be subdued in any other manner. So the question is going to be, does this fit within one of those categories? And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that there'll be more evidence that comes out and whether it actually does or not, that it might be determined that it does and this guy will end up getting off or maybe getting a lesser crime. Maybe they'll find out he died of other causes as well, a combination, maybe they'll charge him with assault and then all hell will break loose.
0: The resisting arrest thing is on my short list here. It, they, I was reading the Wiki article. I always like to read the Wiki article to see what the real buttoned up official narrative is at that yeah. moment. So, one of the things they did was they took excerpts, they, they described the video, and they, they transcribed quotes from the video that we all saw. And I said, I'm thinking, they don't have the quotes in there that say, hey, why are you resisting? And the cops saying it's say to yeah. get in the car why hey bro get in the car and the cops say so why don't you just put him in the car well we tried putting him in the car for 10 minutes already what are we supposed to do so the words m- are, are pregnant with the with the what you think is going to happen in the prequel video when that comes out and Great that point. i think of course is going to play into all of that but i just have to say from a citizen's point of view i have i have always really chafed at the idea that resisting arrest can be such a serious crime they can really kill you for it right it's an escalation if you have kids you understand that if the initial incident is very minor you don't want to start escalating until the kids grounded for five years like you just don't want to do that you really need to and, and people resist Arrest when it's unjustified. Now, you don't want to be a judge and jury, but this is a this is a real issue.
1: People resist arrest for a variety of reasons. Right. Sometimes instinctually because they feel like they're about to be pinned down or about to be put in a situation they can't escape. I'll tell you, like I I said, I'll tell you about the story where I told you that I got pummeled in the patron party that we have. But again, I'm going to reiterate. Which is
0: the first Friday. That's next Friday. I want
1: to reiterate, I've had two experiences with police officers a long time ago where one of them, I got pummeled badly. I was in really good shape. I'm, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. At that point in time, I was probably in the peak shape of my life. I had just trained to run a marathon. I exercised all the time. And the next day, next couple of days, I could hardly move. I couldn't turn my head. I was pummeled. I was excessive and it was not racially motivated at all. And then I had another incident where I was wrongly taken into jail. That was absolutely in part racially motivated. That was even confirmed to me by one of the older African-American police officers that apologized to me. So it could be or it couldn't be. But to presume that it is means we'll never recognize when it's not.
0: But what are you saying about the resisting arrest thing? resisting
1: arrest is it's an instinctual thing it is it right. is natural when someone is trying to detain you or capture you for you to I, try and get and away I from and i think them. it goes
0: to what you were saying about being trained now this guy yeah, was older had, it looked yes. like so he probably isn't as freaked out as a younger guy who grew up in the freddie gray era but you think you're never coming back and i'll tell yeah, you that's a great I point would, I, that's how I feel sometimes about the hospitals when they tell you that you go in and they put you on a ventilator when they would not have done that a couple of months ago. I'm a little afraid of that now. Yeah. So I am if too. somebody came into my house with that with the smart quarantine that where they, they do the contact tracing and they find you in your house and they take you out of your house by force, I would resist that. Because not because I wouldn't I'm not because of the quarantine or anything, but I wouldn't want to be forced to accept medical care, for example.
1: Right. Yeah. Because there's so you don't know what they're going to do, what they've been trained to do or told to do. And to your point, you might never come back. Yeah. your, your, Your point a second ago about the officers and the training are officers trained. And I'm sure they are in some cases. But is it emphasized the importance of this? To recognize the tense situations, especially how it's affected with the media and everything right now, it's going to be even tenser. Are they trained to take a breath, like doing Kung Fu, Bruce Lee, and being like water and not using excess, not, not just putting down the threat, just eliminate the threat. Are they trained to recognize there's going to be an increased threat and that they are the ones that must show the most restraint?
0: The social enforcement officers... That were being recruited, or social containment officers, whatever. Remember, we were talking about them—the COVID, the COVID enforcers, the contact tracers—are going to have oh, a, yeah. an enforcement arm. They, one of the criteria for them was to be trained in de-escalation.
1: I saw that. I wonder what that means. I know what it means from a communications standpoint if you're doing improv training, but I wonder what their definition of de-escalation, especially when
0: they're. Armed with preloaded syringes. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, de- yeah, it's de-escalation, <laughs> putting the syringe it's a taser. In
0: so people were saying, why didn't he just tase him?
1: He probably saw the news articles about how officer tries to tase Arbery and officers are terrible that were all in the news a week before that. Maybe that affected him. I don't know what you're saying. There was st- there were stories about the Aubrey case where they were going back and forth with this information leaks. One side would give red meat for the people who think the McMichaels might have been justified. I'm not saying they are, I'm saying this oh. is And then the other side yeah. would give red meat to people who think that it was right. absolutely Right, so, so you are just motivated. afraid
0: of doing something that could draw fire. But that's what protocols and training are for. It's that medical malpractice thing where it's really you don't re- it's I don't I'm not actually crazy about it, but you don't really need to use your judgment if you follow the protocols you are generally not held liable but yeah you can't count on that in the court of public opinion if a paradigm shift is desired if they want to use you yeah. to change policy you're you should always be afraid of that but we're getting way way too yeah it, it's now.
1: there's so much what happened with these officers they just looked aloof they looked like they were unaffected by what he was saying i'm and- freaked
0: out by the guy's name Now, and all the PSYOP stuff that's coming up, it looked totally authentic to me. That guy looked like he was struggling. It all looked completely authentic. But we didn't see a name badge on that guy. We don't really know. I don't even know when it really happened. I don't know if he died or just passed out. He was supposed to pass out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That looked like an authentic video, but I really don't know how to authenticate the details of it. Because if you're saying one of those holes is meant to pass you out, maybe that's why he was on him for so long.
1: Yeah, that's going to be the question that comes up. I will say that I was looking up the other officers because I wanted to find out what all of the races are, and I, th- I only found three three of them, three pictures anyway. And the pictures are not great, but you can tell. I think the I think there was two white officers. I think the other one, one of them had a face mask on. Strangely, the other three did not. But hmm. one of them, the the African American police officer, you can't really find a great picture of him and his LinkedIn page does not exist anymore. It did exist, but it no longer exists, and it's also not in the Wayback Machine.
0: I would really like to see if there are any tells in uh in that video. If there's any way to say, you know what, that video, they don't use that uniform anymore. A that video's old. Yeah. I don't even think it's deep fake. It might be, but I think I just I wonder if it's if it is if it happened when and where and how we're being told. Maybe, because they did have the guy who the guy who ran the store say that that, that all happened that way. I don't know, but There was a police transcript, I don't know if you saw it. that. Yeah, I didn't see that it, be but made it's up just, also. the guy's name is too weird, and the whole thing is just weird.
1: He might as well be Officer Whiteface.
0: Yeah, Officer Make White People Great Again.
1: Like they tried to
0: that, like they tried to do. But his yeah. name, it's just subliminal. And I, and I, the other thing is that the way he sat there for so long, impervious to the pleadings, with his hands in his pockets, makes me. I mean, that was that seemed like he was an automaton. That this was something he knew he had to do. I don't know. I yeah, and that, it very weird.
1: The person who owned the club that he was a bouncer at yep. said that. He was quick to get angry and quick to... I mean, she basically said everything that reinforces... People are going to want to say. Yeah, exactly. So
0: Right, but there's no excuse for... It. it passed a fake 20. I mean, the Fed just passed like 10 trillion fake dollars, so I'm not worried about that. I understand it's stealing from the owner, but resisting arrest should not, it's like cool hand Luke. It's It's going to yeah result in death.
1: It's going to be another thing too. The the cause of death will come out and there'll be other contributing factors, maybe underlying conditions. I know, but that will be used to, that's going to further divide it. That's going to further give them reason to, yeah, it's a bad situation. And (laughs) do not fall for the race baiting angle of this because it will destroy this country. This is something that I don't get scared about much, about a lot of this stuff. Maybe I should get more scared about it, but this stuff right here is scary to me because it will become real, and this is a tool that has been used to divide people since the beginning of time, and the only people that can stop it is us by not falling for the bullshit that they are pumping out. Now, even if it is racist, even if it was purely motivated by race, and even if the Asian guy and the black cop were both white nationalist racist too, like is being implied (laughs) – then wait until the evidence is produced to act on that and to protest on that. Don't just start rampaging things. But the problem is they're all provocateur. They're set up. They're provocateur. I know we're going late. I'm sorry. You guys can find your <laughs> drive time News Blast every week afternoon at com or your favorite podcasting platform with a Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want access to that extra content we post every day when we post a DriveTime News Blast, go to patreon.com slash report and...
0: Can I tell people to look at my little Facebook live thing that I do with Clint on Saturday afternoons? It's very sweet. I I like that he takes the time. I appreciate it. You can chat with us. He's a Trump supporter. So I'm going to have some fun with him about this 10th Amendment thing that's on my Facebook page tomorrow at noon pacific 3 eastern saturday awesome. yeah yeah I, Clint, Clint's uh,
1: good old southern boy i like talking <laughs> yeah. to him he's got that he's, he's a got a charming southern voice republican yes. conservative if you want to see something that i did recently or listen to something i did recently i was on dan fogler's latest 4g experience podcast it's a crazy fun podcast and it's kind of really spacey and out there but we did kind of a play where we were trying to take down the deep state and i played nancy pelosi as well as is CIA. it a video no, it's, a, it's like an audio play, kind of. All right, I'm
0: yeah. totally into yeah, it. Yeah, I'll
1: tweet it out to you guys. All right, guys, we'll talk to you in the Patreon 15.